Welcome to this week's podcast, Woman Who Chat, where I'll be interviewing women in business who share their inspirational stories and their top tips, especially for you. My name is Sandra Garlick and I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I'm delighted to bring these interviews to you each week to inspire you so that you can achieve in the future. Welcome to Woman Who Chat, and today I'm speaking with Tracy Ray from Talent Transfer. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Sandra. How are you doing? Fine. We've spoken before, but for our listeners, just tell us what you're up to now. Fabulous. Thank you. So I have currently got a short contract as a HR director in a PLC company up in the north in Wakefield. They specialise in making carpet tiles, so typically what you'll see in university, school environments, etc., And it's really great because I previously just did a three-month contract as an interim global HR director in a life sciences company. And these um, almost like try-before-you-buy experiences of looking at potentially longer-term roles means that you get some insight into new sectors and new companies that you wouldn't necessarily think of exploring on your own. So going through a recruitment company has been massively helpful in terms of support from talent acquisition specialists. So that's the main thing in terms of the day job. And then I'm chair of the board for Parkour UK. So that's taking up quite a bit of time at the moment. We were successful in applying and securing funding from Sport England for the first time ever. Wow. And about five months ago, we got £1.5 million worth. So that's great because it means that we're going to be able to grow the governing body and the sport. And we have the AGM coming up for that. So there's a lot of prep going on in the background. And then I'm trying to, um, you know, uh, continue the drive in terms of talent transfer and in particular engaging through a wider network. So I've challenged myself to meet two new people per week in terms of getting introductions to other people, um, which is working fantastically well. I met two new people yesterday who are going to try and help me with my first non-executive director role for a board in business. So that's my aspiration is to be able to work as a NED within the business environment and transfer my skills that way. Yeah, and it's going on. It's there is a lot going on, and as women in business, we do tend to do more than one thing. I mean, like yourself, I've got a contract with a company. I run Woman Who, and I'm a non-exec director. And it's nice. It's nice to have that combination. No two days are the same, and you know we can do more than one thing. There is no rule in the book that says we can't. You know, take interim contracts or work in in companies. But actually, the the non-exec roles are a great way to impart your knowledge and be part of a larger organization and have a team around you it's quite nice it's it's a good thing to do and I suppose you've had some of that experience with being you know with parkour but obviously to to get into a bigger business would be great because you've got a lot of knowledge there absolutely and I think that uh, you're right in terms of that portfolio of work I think that works for me uh, in the respect of I like to have lots of fingers and, and lots of pies but I think that where potentially one role or one project might satisfy me more than something else in terms of what I'm really passionate about Mm. and also the learning aspect. So I need the contract in terms of being able to bring in 
you know, a consistent salary and being you know, be mindful of that whilst I try and grow talent transfer. And that's why I'm trying to look for a remunerated, uh, you know, net role now. So definitely lots to explore. But I think you're right. I think more women potentially, you know, are looking at this as a viable option as to how they can create that portfolio of work. And it's, it's, it's interesting because a lot of larger organisations are specifically looking for more women on their boards. Mm-hmm. It's not as if, and I'm not coming back to this quotas thing because I don't agree with the quota. I think it's about having the right person for the role, but they're more conscious and more aware that they need to encourage more women to put themselves forward. And women tend to hold back. Mm-hmm. They tend to not put themselves forward for non-exec roles because they think they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's really... You know, what what made you realise, yes, I can do that. Yes, I've got the skill set. Yes, I want to explore that. I think from an early age, I've always kind of taken it from a different lens, which is I've got nothing to lose. And I'm a big believer that if you throw your hat in the ring, you can only get a no. And that is not going to kill you. So I have had a lot of rejection in my lifetime because I constantly put myself out there. But at the same time, I have such amazing experiences as a result of applying for things Mm. that then people say to me after, how on earth did you get that? Um, And I think one of the the top five experiences of my life is I applied for a a program through Santander and it was an all expenses paid trip to L.A. And it was to train women to be board directors of the future. Right? Mm-hmm. And it was at the UCLA campus. There were 44 women chosen from all over the world and there were only six from the UK. And that week was phenomenal, not only in terms of learning, in terms of the networking part, but also when I look at the amount of applications I've gone through this year, there's over 10,000 people applying for it now. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the irony of that story is that I was successful in 2017 when I've been working at Lloyd's Banking Group for a couple of years, but I actually applied for this exact same program in 2014 when I was performance director of Scottish Gymnastics and I got declined because they didn't see, I think, the worth of, you know, a senior role within sport being as applicable that within a business environment and sitting as a director on Mm. uh, the board level. So, I've been rejected once that didn't stop me from applying again. I was successful the second time round, and that's been a real catalyst then for me going on to securing the board role at parkour and looking at other opportunities as well. And you said a couple of things that, you know, what's the worst can happen? They can say no, but people do uh, actually take rejection quite personally. And I've seen this in the awards, you know, when people um, aren't selected as a finalist, you know, and and they contact me and say, but why? And it's really hard. And they take the rejection as personally, you know, as mm. of not just the fact that the volume of, you know, people applying or that, you know, the judges have to measure against tens of businesses. But, you know, how, how do you think women could make themselves more resilient to cope with rejection and not see it, take it so personally? I think that um, I like to reference probably two models that I think is maybe applicable here. One is just growth mindset by Carol Dweck and appreciating that you are looking at how you utilize that opportunity of a setback in a positive way. Mm 
So it can either be a catalyst for enabling you to be more determined going forward in terms of being proactive and positive about going again and applying again. Or secondly, it can paralyze you in terms of, you know, the rejection part and not understanding why that's happened to you. So I think from my personal experience coming from sport, you're used to rejection a lot and therefore you're, you're used to coping with it from a very, very early age. I think the second model I'd reference is the chimp paradox by Professor Steve Peters. And I'm a big advocate of that model and that framework because what it does is it allows you to try and understand the why behind your reaction to things. And that's the emotional side of your brain. And once you can let go of the emotion and you get the computer or the logical side of your brain back in check, you can start to rationalize it and understand that potentially this is not your time or potentially there's still more for you to work on. And that's in your gift to go out there and improve and be proactive with. So that's the two things that I would recommend in terms of, um, you know, the rejection and how to cope with it and understand it a little bit better. Yeah. And let's flip it the other way, because I remember when I took my first board position, the first thing I thought was, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be here. I'm an imposter. Um, and I don't think I spoke for the first six months, maybe even a year before I felt I had an opinion that somebody would listen to. Now, aside from the fact there was 18 male suits in the room and only two women and I was one of them, aside from that, and I felt slightly intimidated by the room, um, you know, we shouldn't feel like that, should we? No, not at all. And I think that there's an element of, you know, the chair's responsibility of creating that, uh, you know, safe environment, that psychologically safe environment in which people can, you know, contribute. But also it's the acknowledgement internally that you were selected because of what you bring to the table. And that's what gives you permission to have a voice and to contribute. And obviously you'll learn in terms of um, the appropriateness of certain times and where you feel comfortable contributing in terms of which subject area. I mean, I was the same, but more so from a finance perspective because mm. I was you know, not used to numbers and that was probably my weakness. But then I consistently reminded myself I wasn't brought onto the board for numbers. I was brought on for eclectic range of other areas that I discussed and been interviewed by the chair for. And that's what I reminded myself consistently about. And that's it. Most chairs of the board or board panels, the most recent one I was on, there was a board panel, external panel as well. So it was totally independent. But I think what they were looking at was my skill set. And well, I know they were looking at my skill set and what how that contributed to the structure of the board, because a board needs every different item on that skill set and they need to cover it so that when you're discussing issues about the business, you've got that collective and you've got that expertise in the room that can Mm. each person can bring something to the table. And you have to remember that, you know, and everybody that's recruited to a board, you're recruited for that skill set and knowledge and expertise you can bring to help Mm. help take that business forward. Absolutely. Spot on. And I think that's where the consistent reminder of that is what's needed and therefore potentially your close circle of friends or, you know, a consistent person that's going to be able to remind you of what you're bringing to the table will be a proactive, almost like solution proceeding going into your next board meeting and and the reminder of that. 
Yeah, so we've focused a lot here on boards. So if you were, it doesn't, it's great because our audience, a lot of women come to me and say, you know, how do I become more visible? You know, I want to, to, to achieve more. I, how do I get on a committee? How do I get on a board? What would you say to someone that's hesitant about putting themselves forward for a board position? Mm. I think that um, it depends um, probably on a multitude of things, but I'll pick up on one or two specifics. So for me, it's about being involved in something that you're really passionate about, right? So um, yes, you want to be able to put your name forward for a plethora of different roles, because it might be that out of 20 that you apply for, you might only get shortlisted for two or three. And that's okay, even as a ratio, but those two or three will enable you to have the practice that's required in terms of being under pressure of knowing where you bring that expertise to the table. So I think that there's something here about being proactive and not feeling uh, deflated as a result of potentially not being shortlisted mm. uh, and how you can just, uh, you know, stick with it in terms of consistency. Or after a period of time, like maybe several months, if it's not working, change tact and don't be afraid of that. Start networking to be able to bridge that gap. So I went for my first uh, lunch with other, shall we say, aspirational non-exec directors and chairs, some that, you know, have already got those roles, somebody who are looking to expand. And I swear I was like out of my league, Sandra. It was <laughs> down in London, at a really, really posh hotel, like lunch served. And we went round individually around the table for three hours talking about our backgrounds and expertise. And in one way, I loved it, like step up and I'm, I thrive in that atmosphere. But in another way, I was thinking... God, this is really posh, isn't it? And, <laughs> you know, these people are speaking very differently to me. And it was just intriguing. You've got to put yourself out there for that first mm. go. And then I've reached out to a number of them afterwards, me proactively, to say, can we have a virtual coffee? Mm. Can I explore more about how you got onto boards? Or can I understand, you know, how we can potentially work together moving forward? So it's the proactivity there that I would recommend. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, sadly, we've run out of time. It's been fantastic talking to you, Tracy. And we will come back and, and revisit in a couple of weeks and, and see how you're getting on. But I would encourage any woman, if she's thinking of, of pushing herself, to, to just go for it, really. And that's what you said. Just put your hat in the ring. And what's the worst that can happen? Yep. And I'm more than happy to have a conversation with anybody who's thinking about it in terms of let's support each other. Let's go on the journey together, because the more conversations you can have around this, the better. Thank you. Today, I've been speaking with Tracy Ray of Talent Transfer. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for joining the Woman Who Chat weekly podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can join me next week to hear another inspirational woman in business. In the meantime, you might want to visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your womanhood journey.